This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're giving a PR Podcast plug shout out this week to Jolene Travis and her team at Pratt Institute. You may remember Jolene. She was a guest of ours just a few episodes back. She was just recognized as a finalist in the PR Daily Awards for their Making a Difference campaign for COVID-19 communications. As she says, the winners are going to be announced on October 2nd. So Jolene, congratulations and good luck to you and your team. And if you'd like us to plug your passion project on an upcoming episode, please send us a DM on Twitter or any way you like. We're on all the social media platforms. Send it to the PR podcast and we will plug your passion project. Now on to our very special guest today. Let's get right into it. Monica Morales is a six-time Emmy award-winning reporter for PIX11 News in New York City, where she has covered all forms of breaking news. In the last several years, she's been a voice for social justice with her Monica Makes It Happen show on WPIX and on the PIX11 Facebook page. Since 2016, Monica has visited more than 200 housing developments where she's fixed hundreds of homes and helped to restore the heat, hot water, and gas to more than 75 buildings. She's also the recipient of numerous accolades, including the very prestigious Ellis Island Medal of Freedom. She was named one of El Diario Nueva's, Nueva New York's uh, 2022 Latinas of Distinction for her work in the Hispanic community. Her TED Talk in 2020 on how moms make it happen focused on the women in communities who are champions of change, and that's why we want to have her on. Monica, welcome to the PR Podcast. I am so honored to be here. And can I say this is going to be one of my highlights? I'm going to put this on my resume, okay? We are honored that you are such a fan of the show. We really I appreciate am. it. I am. I feel like I know you because I follow you on Instagram. And I think that's the magic of social media is that you don't really meet anybody anymore. You just kind of talk to them via social media. And so I watch your Instagram and I love your energy and I love what you have to say. And I love that you're constantly busy making a difference. And I collect people like that in my life. Um, community champions. That's what my focus has been. So I'm just going to add you to my contacts now, if you don't mind. <laughs> that is uh, absolutely. And that is so kind of you. Let's talk about your work because I'm really impressed with what you have done with your opportunity as a TV reporter, turning it into something that really is changing the lives of people with Monica Makes It Happen. Tell us a little bit about that um, and, and what that is before we talk well, about how you got into it. It was kind of a mistake. It didn't, I didn't mean to do it. Uh, it just kind of happened. I think everything great always happens like that where you don't really plan it. I mean, I'd like to think I was prepared for the task at hand, but it was literally, I've done general assignment reporting in New York City at Channel 4, now PIX11 for the past 11 years, 12 years, 12 years. And I love telling stories, but I was always frustrated with the fact that we would cover stories and then leave. I, would, I wouldn't get to go back. I wouldn't get to help. It was just, you know, here's a terrible situation uh, and then move on. We always move on in news. So I was really frustrated, but I couldn't really do anything about it because new, breaking news is breaking news. And that's what I specialized in for so many years. And then I, I got the opportunity um, to start telling stories that were more promotable, more time, which means more time really means I still turn every day a story 
but um, more thoughtful stories that I can actually pitch and create myself and with the context that I have. So I don't want to bore anyone at home, but the bottom line is I, I finally got a boss that was like, hey, why don't you start doing it? And then they, they called it making it happen because the added dimension is that we're not just telling stories. We want something to happen and we want to make something happen. And it's really not me making it happen. So it's a little misleading. It's the community making it happen and our viewers making it happen because there's this magic of television that I'm still in awe of, Jody. I'm still in awe every day that when I put it out there in the cosmos and we put it out there on social media, like just like you, I'm meeting you. This is like a dream too, that I'm meeting you and we're talking. I get so, I have, I'm so filled with gratitude because what happens is we can make a difference. We can make something happen. And that's the magic of social media and television. And I can't just say TV because it's not just TV. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, um, and TikTok. I'm not really into TikTok yet, but I should, should get into that. And then of course your podcast, people listen to you and whoever's listening. I, I always say, if we just touch one person, if one person gets something from this and, you know, learn something, then it was worth our 20 minutes of time. Like, you know what I mean? So we've got, we've done a lot of good, good deeds. So I think, you know, we can feel good about it, but it's every day I learn something new. I learn something new about myself as a journalist, but myself as a person, like how far I can stretch myself, not just in all the stuff that we have to do. And you touched on this on your Instagram so nicely recently that we have to do so many things every day. Like, I feel like I'm social worker slash, you know, um, public relations slash, um, you know, social, I don't know. There's so many, so many hats that you wear as a reporter and you do too, right, Jody? I mean, you're like, you're all over the place. So absolutely. We juggle things every day. I yeah, want to go like, back to, I want to go back to the power, the power that you have leveraged with Monica makes it happen because yeah. when it, and, and go back to how it got started, you said it was just kind of by accident. Yeah. How did you initially find the stories that you were going to do? I mean, these are stories yeah. and let's paint the picture for people who aren't familiar with it. I mean, you're going into public housing developments in New York city that right. are in awful physical shape. Right. Uh, you, well, I'm you know, going to be feelings are falling in. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm be as real as possible because if, if I'm not real, like, you know, what, why am I doing this? Other stations and other reporters weren't doing the story. And so I would get them and they were face burning, soul crushing stories. Like you, I couldn't believe like children poisoned by lead and stories like this in New York city, like people who are living in conditions that were just horrific. And this is in the richest city in the world. So when there was no heat or hot water one winter and I was getting a bunch of emails, once you do one story, it keeps, it's like an avalanche of others. And remember there's 400,000 people who live in public housing here in the city of New York city. So across the country, this is gonna be a, a national podcast, international, a lot of public housing across the country. Um, it was just, it was, it was, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why this wasn't the top story every night. So I pushed for it. And then I had managers at the time who still are here, many of them that said, go ahead, you know, keep doing it. So then I started doing it every day. And then we got national attention because I was the only reporter covering housing issues like this every single day, making it like a beat. Now we didn't set out to do that. You know, I was, I was making things happen in other ways and we're continuing to do that, but housing, food insecurity, healthcare inequality, uh, education, those are all our touch points where I try to focus on those um, every single day. And, and, you know, the community reaches out to me with their stories. It's all Facebook driven. 
I didn't have a hotline till recently only because I was forced to, and I still don't know if anyone knows about the hotline. It's all social media. And I'm so grateful for that. That's why I want you to post this on Facebook. So promise me you're going to post this on Facebook. <laughs> oh, we post it everywhere. Don't you worry about it. Okay, um, good, good. <laughs> tell me that why, why do you think that the TV let, and, and reporters in general, why do reporters need to cover these types of stories that you cover? Well, I mean, it's, it's our audience, first of all. That's who's listening to us. And um, so, I, you know, I'm starting to realize that you know, uh, when I go out into communities that we have not just responsibility to them, but we have responsibility in general to the communities that aren't watching us so that they start watching us and they start trusting us. And we've built that audience. And I'm so proud of that, um, especially the South Bronx, especially Brownsville. These are the two communities I tend to go to a lot. Um, you know, I need to do more Staten Island. So if anyone's listening or watching Staten Island, there's certain communities that you know, I just go to all the time because they're just community champions there. So I, I just go to where, where people are action heroes. And Flushing, I just did a story with Jewish, Spanish, and Chinese community groups coming together to feed older New Yorkers because they lost a pantry. And um, we're launching a show, we're launching a TV show very soon. And they're going to be, I'm going to have them highlighted. And we're going to really start to to focus in on those community groups who are filling in you know where the city state and federal government can't and they're really stepping up and you know they're not getting paid very much to do it so they're just doing it because that's what they want to do they want to be the superheroes in their communities so that really intrigues me i love people who don't want press so i'm attracted to people who who don't have press releases i don't go to press conferences very much if you've noticed um, so that's very attractive to me. So it's not about the promotion part. It's more about if the story is really good, I'll find it because I have such great contacts in the community. But when press, let's say press people do reach out to me or public relations people reach out to me, I'm looking for the story, like the community champion or like something that I don't want to call it the hook because that's such an overused term, but I'm looking for like the, you know, the humanity in that story. And if I could somehow you know tell that story so that someone watching will want to see it first and then learn about how they can get involved or help or you know just you know volunteer do something get off the couch or get off you know get off the bus and make a phone call or a donation well that's what i love to talk about and that's what i try to do as a pr person is to not pitch my client but pitch the great stories that I know individual reporters are going to like. And my client's in there eventually, but the whole point is that, and I draw on my experience as a reporter, what would I have reported on, right? Yeah. And that's what I bring to reporters. Um, why that's why you're so valuable. I think people like you are so valuable. Like, you know exactly what we're dealing with because we have very tight deadlines and we have very quick meetings. So you literally, it's three or four words because I know I've, I've been sent press releases and things that are like like paragraphs and paragraphs and it's really just the first three words like your first three words on subject the top line, of the page right? that's subject line yeah the whole and thing. that usually gets me and um so I, i'm working with this woman and i think it's okay if i say marietta moneymaker she's a community champion that does a lot of nietzsche stories she's not a public relations specialist but she's the best person to pitch. You know why? She has my cell phone number. I always get the cell number of the person you're trying. That's always very hard to do sometimes. Get the cell number. And she'll text me. 
because I get so many emails. Um, yeah. You know, if you do email me, then, you know, make sure, you know, that Follow up. the top three words are very good. And then again, you know, just, I got, you know, community champion, like 93 year old, you know, uh, salsa classes, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever you think visually will be compelling. And is a great story. We can do like maximum impact for what we do. Cause I only get two and a half minutes. It sounds like not a lot of time, but it's a lot on TV. So I get two and a half minutes every day, which we can really use. I try to use it because I'm leaving my children every day. I'm, I, you know, they, I don't get to see them as much as I'd like to. So if I'm not seeing my children, I'm going to make damn sure that I'm making a difference in my community so that I have something to say, this is why, this is why I'm working so hard. This is what I'm doing. You know, it is so great. What about a great pitch gets your attention? We talked that you talked about yeah. the three words, but what is, what yeah. are the things inside that you're looking for that says I can do that story? It's, it's or really, you, that story. Jody, you know what it is. It's not like, you know, an organization that, you know, it's, it's like, so-and-so it's a person like putting the person at the top, um, who, who is the, is the community is the story in itself. Cause you know, we all work for organizations and huge corporations. That's, I mean, we love that. We love that they're, you know, paying our bills, but the bottom line is it's people that drive everything and um, community heroes. And again, I can't, I can't get enough of those on TV, especially now. I'm so tired of negative news. I'm so tired of the problems. I know what the problems are. I've been covering them for 20 years. I wanna know what solu the solutions are. I wanna know what people are doing to create a better community. And I know that 99% of our audience is going in that direction and is doing the things that need to be done. So I wanna highlight those people. I wanna highlight those stories as opposed to, you know, what we've done. And, and I've done a lot of the problems. I'm not, I'm guilty, you know, as charged a lot of, we get, we get a bad rep as the media sometimes. And I've done a lot of those stories, but we do try to pitch and we do try to highlight what's going, what's going right. And so for, for me, at least for reporters like me, I know that's what I'm hungry for. So if you can give me a great story, that's, I'm, I'm going to sell that. I'm going to try to tell my managers, there's this great story. And then a picture adding a picture to your release or, you know, like a lot of times, you know, the story will be really like, I've seen that before. But then if you have a picture like today with the grandparents day and 500 seniors and a, a senior dance line, I said, oh, you know, we've done these before, but she sent me a picture of this dance line in Brownsville. Um, and, and there were 60 seniors, 60 and they were just in this formation in the picture. And it was like, I got to do that story. I got to do that. I got to meet these women. And it's men too. So I can't just say they're babes because they call themselves the Brownsville babes. They're, they're men. They're, they're men and women too. So Men can be babes. That's all you're, right. Yeah, you're a babe, Jody. You're a babe. You're a babe. <laughs> um, but that's interesting that it was the, it was the visual and not yeah. surprising, but, yeah. but interesting to hear you call it out as a TV reporter that the visual in the pitch is just yeah, as important. Definitely. And you know, for TV, that's kind of a no brainer, but a lot of people don't think about that. You know, it's a good print story, but for TV, I'm always looking for the visuals. I'm always looking for something that for 10 seconds, we can show the video and people are like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch what, what she's up to and what that story is. So I always try to do TV that I would be interested in watching. And I don't know if I'm the the audience, the target audience. But if I don't want to see it, I'm not going to put it on TV. I'm going to, you know, I'm kind of a good gauge of what I want to see at least. So, and it's right, worked so, so far. In, <laughs> let's go in the reverse direction. Is there anything that tanks a pitch 
other than a like, oh, there's no way I'm doing that story. But no. is there anything where where like someone pitches you a story, yeah. you're like, oh, this could yeah. be good, but yeah. No, I mean, not really. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll work with with um, I'll work with public relations specialists for a while on on stories, and I think that's why I find such great stories. It's that I don't give up. If if I feel like oh, it's not really a story, I'll go back to it. I'll think about it. Because a lot of times you don't see it immediately. And I've pitched stories between you and me and, and the world. I've pitched stories three, four, sometimes seven times. And they're rejected over and over again. And it's that seventh time in my meeting where they're like, oh, that kind of fits today. Because it's also the news cycle. You know, so don't give up. Like if you have, if you think you have a great story, don't give up. Just because a reporter says it's not great like me. Like who am I, you know, just keep trying. And, and you'll, you know, even, even when I pitch them and, you know, I try to put my weight behind it and say this, I'm going to make this a great story. They don't, they don't always go for it. So I have to keep trying. And I've, I've pitched a story as much as seven times before it was, it was made. And then they're the best stories. Isn't that funny? They're the best stories. But that is a great point that, especially about broadcast that people, because broadcast is so immediate, right? It's always now it's always today that people have this misconception about pitching a story to a broadcast reporter that, yeah. oh, if they don't want to do it today, they're not going to do it. And you just pointed out, you could pitch a story to your editor seven times That's right. over the course of a month. How long did that take? That's right. That's right. Because we're, you know, the news cycle, the day of, you don't know how it's going to go. And a lot of times they do these fantastic stories. There's breaking news and then the breaking news blasts it out and you're so you're bummed about it but you you know you just rebound and you pick back up again and um i'm so grateful in new york city we have so many i mean i could do 12 stories a day and i usually pitch three just between you and me and again your listeners i pitch three a day and um now i'm i'm kind of i've told my boss i'm like can i just do one again where i'm just pitching one one really good one but there's so much going on there's so much going on and especially if you're in the help me um, the help me world, because there's always someone who needs help. There's always someone who, who could use help. So, um, you know, you can always be of use. I, I guess that's the bottom line is I want to be useful. I don't want to just tell stories. I want what we're doing to be useful to somebody. Well, what you do every day on, on PIX11 is really inspirational. I find it inspirational because you are literally changing people's lives with the platform you've created on TV. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I think more reporters, lots of reporters do it. I think you do it the best. Well, thank you. It's um, it, we don't call it consumer reporting. I don't even know what you call it. Um, a lot of people would say advocacy journalism. I don't know what it's called, but it's just using the power of TV and social media, which is just a natural, magical thing that happens anyway. And taking it a step further, just adding a sentence to your script saying, and if you'd like to help, or if you want to you know, if you want, if you know a connection that could actually help this family, you know, then let's do it. And then, then you just leave, you leave it to our viewers, you leave it. And then also you could send the link, the link lives forever. So a lot of times it's that extra, you know, like we need, we need um, $20,000 for a new drum section for this incredible, um, uh, you know, children's program in Harlem and they're incredible. And they also performed at the Super Bowl and Rihanna and can you believe they don't have drums? They don't have enough drums for the kids. So it's like, we did that story yesterday. And I was just thinking, God, I wish someone was shooting all the kids that were watching us because we were very, very, you know, protective over children and showing them on TV. And then guess what happened? 
the teacher tweeted the 200 kids that were like loving them. So I'm gonna use that tonight at four, the Department of Education approved it. And so you can see how this, this band brings the community together. It's not just about music, it's about community and bringing the kids together and a positive force. So that $20,000 is not just you know new drums. It's like really creating relationships in this Harlem, Harlem, Bronx and Yonkers community. So I just, you know, I, I can't talk enough about some of these stories. It's just so much, it's so deep. The stories that we do are so deep that once there is action, you don't know, you don't know what that looks like for years, you know, years later. And I've been to so many people's homes and I'm, not, I'm gonna tell you this, Jody, when I visit them the first time, they're one type of person They're, you know, you just, you meet them this way. When I go back and, and their home is fixed, they're a completely different person because your home is where your heart is. And when you get a community center, when your playground's fixed, when you have a new bathroom, it just changes your whole, you know, your whole demeanor. And it's, it's, it's a human right. Housing is a human right. But I can't tell you how transformative, you know, repairs and, and caring about people's community can be. It's really wonderful to hear you do such a great job. Please keep up the great work that you're doing. Uh, well, Johnny, thanks for having me. People's lives. Uh, well, yeah. we got a little bit more show here. Stick with us for just a minute because we segue into what we call the rapid fire question portion of our podcast uh -oh. right now. Here's where we have okay. a little fun. Uh, okay. We steal a page from inside the actor's studio and ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions simply meant to elicit a one word answer or just your gut reaction, right? Okay. So with your indulgence, here we go. And these, okay. these should be really good New York City reporter answers, all right? Rapid okay. fire question number one, what yeah. is your favorite news source? Well, Pix11 News, of course, Pix11.com. I love our Facebook page because my show is on every Thursday night at 6.30. We just had um, Sanford Rubenstein on last night with um, about the Jacob Reese houses, water, woes so that's a great i mean oh, that, and those shows live forever you can catch the videos at the top of the page that's great rapid fire question number two what's your favorite social media platform oh i think i already said pix11.com um okay pix11's instagram and i love i love your instagram i'm watching you on instagram <laughs> oh thank you thank you all right yeah. rapid fire question number very three inspiring very inspiring oh. i just want you to know you're very inspiring because you 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 post videos and you talk not just about pr you talk about yourself and like your spiritual side as well like i kind of like that not to just talk about pr i know it's all entwined but i, I also want to know like what you're doing to keep yourself in the zone well i'm i'm it's kind of day-to-day yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to you. Rapid fire question number three, coffee okay. or alcohol? Coffee, coffee, of course. There it is right on the desk. <laughs> Never far, right? Me too. Rapid fire question number four, what's your favorite on the run food? Oh, this is power bar. Those are so disgusting, but yeah, I do have power bars in my bag. You gotta do it. I'm, I'm the same. You gotta do it. Rapid fire yeah. question number five, and here's the philosophical one. What do you want to be after you finish this career? No, I'm gonna keep doing this. I think, um, unless I'm on a boat somewhere, you know, with a big hat. But yeah, I'm just gonna keep doing it until they're like, you can't do this anymore. And I'm sure that will happen eventually. <laughs> I keep waiting for that day, you know. But um, no, I, I think this is this is my dream job. This is 
this is it, helping people every day on TV. I mean, does it get better than this? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. It's hard. It's really hard work. That's why not everybody's doing it, but it's, it's kind of a cool gig. 10 out of 10 cosine. I love it. Monica, this has yeah. been a great conversation. That was it? Please let, oh, people, no. please let people know how they can find you online. Oh yeah. Just watch. Well, first watch us every day, 420, 555, 655 and 10 o'clock in the evening. And then we have a great, we have great shows in the evening, but also in the morning show. And then don't forget it's Monica Morales TV. Reach out to me with your story ideas. And now Jody, you got to send me some story ideas. I don't know if you have any story ideas. Oh, I'll find something. I can always <laughs> find something. <laughs> community, community champions, community-based stories. Okay. Okay. You got it. Well, thanks again, Monica. And thank you everyone thanks, for listening. Yeah. Please remember to subscribe to the show, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikToks at the PR podcast and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Appolt. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR podcast.